Hi there and welcome everybody to the live post-match reaction where Hearts have been defeated 3-0 by Rangers away to Tynecastle. It pains me to to cut that intro short, but I, I'm absolutely dying to, to get on and, and talk about this game. Uh, I'm joined by JB, the Borough Ranger himself. How are you today, JB, after that? Yeah, no, really pleased, to be honest. I was expecting a real tricky one, so to uh, come out of that with... Uh... With three good, well, six good goals and um, good <laughs> smiles, it was uh, it was good. So, no, really pleased. Yeah, that's it. I've already said to you too, a hundred percent. I'm going to say a goal was a goal when it was was offside. But uh, and uh, Kieran, uh, I, I know we coordinated with our, our hoodies tonight. How, how are you doing after yeah. that as well? Great, we're fresh out the cast off sale, mate. Um, <laughs> but nah, I th- I thought we were phenomenal. That's. Uh, by far and large, our best performance under Bill yet. And this has been the one we've been waiting on. We know the style of football Bill plays, and that was very much it was very much in show tonight from the first minute right to the last. So delighted, desperately get chatting about it. Oh, 100%. Um, I'll just stick with you, Kieran, and this. We'll, we'll get straight into it, seeing as we are a post-match reaction show. So uh, Rangers lined up with McGregor, Tav on the right, Goldson, Davies, Barisic, Lundstrom, Kamara... Kent Tillman, Fashion Sakala, and Morelos up front. There's no Raskin in the squad due to uh, international clearance, but there's nothing to worry about there with that. Um, and yeah, basically, w- were you surprised to see that lineup? Surprised to see maybe Cantwell not um, starting, given his performance at the weekend, or or do you think this was a team that that, that was going to going to start? I think he's picked the right team. The reason I say that, I think we were very much aware that they were going to start with three at the back. So we more or less played the Joker card and called our bluff with two up front. And it worked yeah. an absolute treat. Sakala and Morelos were just phenomenal. Kent and behind them, brilliant. But in terms of Cantwell, maybe the right idea to pull him out and just start feeding him in. Because I thought he'd done excellent when he got on. But I know we'll get to that Um yeah. I didn't expect to see Lundstrom come back in for Jack. That's an interesting one, but it's probably just as a precaution from what happened at the weekend. Yeah, and JB, uh, Dougie Somerville here says, having a settle back four is massive for us. And maybe not the, the main thing we'll focus on tonight, the, the back four, thankfully, but uh, I certainly think Dougie's got, got a really, really good point there. Yeah, no, definitely. I think um, we're starting to see it week by week. The, the back four just looks so assured. I think one of the big successes, and I always jump back to it because um, it's kind of our kind of our go-to position now is the 55 season and how consistent we had that back four. Um, and then I think we just need to get ourselves into a position and whether we try to do it before the window closed or maybe get an, another option for that left-hand side at centre-half. But if yeah. Suter can come back in and uh, we can, we're not rushing him back by, by the looks of it, if he can come in and give us that extra wee bit of depth in the squad, uh, and we only rotate when we when once we're a couple of goals up, then I'd be more than happy. But now looking really solid across the pitch, we're really pleased. Yeah, it's, for for me, it, it was one of the first times of the the season that I was a bit unsure as to to what the the starting lineup was going to be. I think most most of this season you could have predicted it, whether it be through through injuries. But but it's nice to actually have <laughs> some options um, for for a change. Um, JB, I'll stick with you on this. Uh, I've just got my first note here said Rangers in the opening two minutes. Uh, it was a very, very, very positive start. Uh, Morelos was, was winning the ball high up the pitch. You could already see how, how we intended to play for, for the rest of the game. It was a high press in two crosses in the box within the first two minutes. What what did you think of the start that, that Rangers made? Uh, made? No, I think that's one of the things we've been really critical on, isn't it, over the probably all season, to be fair, or probably since Gio probably come in. 
it's the way we were starting games was just so lackluster and so poor. But I thought from the first whistle, you could just see the determination in the players' eyes. And the Hearts players genuinely looked terrified. Every time they were in possession for the first 5, 10, 15 minutes, they couldn't get rid of it quick enough. Uh, and one of the successes they've had this season is they've built from the back and they've, they can go direct when they need to. But we just suffocated them all over the pitch. And I thought the front three, and we'll get to it as we go through. But yeah. to your point, the way we started, it was that the front three were just relentless. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They were pushing the full backs. They were they were they, they had a they tried to play through Snodgrass, he's finished. They tried to play through him, but we were we were just all over him. You know, Sakala was nipping in, or Alf, that's the best shift Alfie's put in probably in two seasons domestically. Um and Ryan Kent um is showing his worth. And if you if you put an arm around someone like Kent, then you're gonna get the best out of him. So yeah, no, buzzing with the start, as you said. Yeah, it was really good just to see that intensity from from zero seconds. It's, it's something that, as you said, we've, we've been cri- very critical of, of of Rangers teams in the past, and and it's that that buzzword that that Morelos loves to uh, not Morelos Gerard loved to use was was relentless, and and I certainly think we saw a wee bit of that again tonight. Um, Kieran, next point here. It, it's a uh, five minutes in. I thought this was such a good break from from Rangers. Um, Tillman here showing his class just to, to sort of pivot off of two men, plays the ball, uh, a really good ball who on the, the sort of overlapping Sakala on, on the left. He finds an excellent ball in the middle of the pitch um, and Morelos puts the, the ball in the back of the night. A phrase you're going to hear us say about 45 million yes. times a night uh, is, is that it was <laughs> it was offside. Um, and uh, Andy Little, the, the commentator here, was was quite rightly, I think, critical of, of Morelos for, for just not holding his run for just an extra wee minute. We should have been one all up within the first five minutes, yeah? I, I've got to agree with Little on that one. When you're looking across the line as a striker, like trying to hold the sort of run is bread and butter stuff. But funnily enough, Morelos' second goal in the second half was identical to this and he held the run. Like Sakalis hit the byline and put it across and He's knocked it into what was an empty net, but we just looked so threatening. And it's, it's so exciting to watch Sakala and Morelos up front. It's just an absolute cluster of everything that's dangerous about a striker. And they're both completely different players. It must be a nightmare for defenders to play against them. But Sakala the whole night was absolutely phenomenal. He looks like a completely different player under Bill. I think it was a point in the second half he tried to do a rainbow flick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that, that just showed you how, how how confident the players were. I think it was, uh, I can't remember what, what coaching book it was I read, but it was, uh, you know, t- it takes about 10 games, 10, 15 games for, for a coach to sort of impress his, his ideas and for a squad to buy into them and believe them. And, and almost on cue, I think it's game 11 or 12 tonight under yeah. under Bill, we, we really seem to, to to see that happening. Um, uh, I'll, I'll come to you, JB, on, on the next point here. About seven minutes, I initially started right the seven minutes in. I think it was, is it Grand Call? I can't quite say that second yeah. name. Um, but but he fouls Borna. I've initially my point here initially was going to be although there was there was no intent. I actually thought this was was quite a poor challenge and, and maybe could have at the very least um, warranted a booking. But something a bit more excited <laughs> happened from from the resulting free kick. So we'll gloss over that. Um, it's a brilliant free kick from from uh, Barisic here who finds Kent. Just really quick thinking. Um, 
And it's an excellent sort of dart into the box. And I, I describe this as a sort of dink into the back post, maybe not looking for anybody in particular, but he's put it into a really, really good area where um, Alfie does what, what Alfie does and, and just gets onto the ball. And like Kilmarnock has another excellent header into the goal to make it 1-0, 1-0 to Rangers. Yeah, sorry, we screen froze then. I thought I'd lost you. I think the way the way that we started, I think it was one of them. The goal was always coming. I think in terms of the, it was a it was a quick free quick free kick. The um, just as you touched on it, just as you start to mention there, Barisic, I thought he was immense. Um, he was a he was a close runner for man of the match, and I know I'll be one of his biggest biggest critics. Like, but that was the son of the moth that we seen today, wasn't it? He was. Uh, <laughs> He was all over everything. He was ruthless. But um, no, absolutely first class. Honest to God, it was. Um, and then when that, as you say, the first goal, my dad actually said, "Oh, he's over it." But then Goldson just appeared out of nowhere and a really good header. Um, and then obviously there for the for the tapping. So no, it was a. It was it was more than deserved the start because this is the first time I've done a post match reaction. So I was trying to make a few notes as as the game was going through, like yeah. you do, Kyle. And um, I was like, ah, can't be, can't be bothered with this because I was about ten bullet points in, and we'd only got like, <laughs> ten minutes. Oh, uh, goals and good chances and different bits and bobs. But now, uh, yeah, as you said, flying start and more than deserved. Yeah, it was, it was superb. And 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 Kieran, you, your thoughts on that goal? Um, what do you think? Uh, I, I I think it was it was Big Alex in our chat maybe that said uh, what a difference having a an actual set piece coach makes. I think it's Harry Watland that, that's the that's the official sort of specialist in set pieces. Uh, I mean, we're going to talk about a couple of goals that were scored from set pieces tonight. But I mean, it was just something different from Rangers that we've not really seen before, a, a quick free kick. How how impressed were you overall by this goal? I think, so we, we're talking about the Morelos header, aren't we? The yes. first one. Right, so what I loved about that, I felt like the young boy you named there, Cole, I thought he looked like a rabbit in the headlights tonight. Um, yeah. I felt like, I, I get why they started them, for his pace and trying to break up the pitch and... It does look a talent, but it looked very young and naive tonight. Like you touched on the tackling Borna, and then I think we're quick to recognise that because as soon as the quick free kick's taken, you've got Kent squared up one on one against the boy inside the box. Now he's either banging him down or he's giving him the two yards that he did. And then the cross from Kent is as good as you'll see this season. That's very reminiscent for me of the cross against Leipzig last year, uh, the yeah. to London goal, where he's just sort of. He's got under the ball and flighted it, and it's on a plate. Like, that's a striker's dream, that cross. It's, it was phenomenal for Kent. And once again, the transformation under Bill with Ryan Kent is it's night and day. He's, he's been brilliant, but cl- clever to get him one-on-one with the lad. And I wasn't surprised to see him subbed off at half-time because he had a shocker. He very much looked like an 18-year-old out there that was pretty isolated. Yeah, I think it definitely, as you said there, he was rabbit in the headlights and, and, and very raw. Maybe a bit like Sakala more than 10, 11 games ago. Um, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see about that. Um, I'll stick with you, Kieran, as well. And uh, just a wee point here that I, I noted down in, on, on 14 minutes, it's actually a Harps a, a tackle. I'll put that in inverted commas, where, where Ginelli was, was sort of running through. And, and it was just a wee bit of play. Again, something that not the most important thing in the game, but I just feel important to highlight because it was, uh, he, he ran in on Goldson and Goldson just sort of bought a foul, just felt the contact went down and, and won the foul. 
I just think this is something that we don't do enough of at times, and and it was good to see us not using the, the dark arts, but just using a bit of intelligence. Just to I noticed that anytime Hearts broke or, or anything like that, we did we we went down to um to, to to get a break basically. What what was your thoughts on on maybe Rangers being a bit more clever than they usually are tonight? Yeah, I like it. I think we can be quite naive at times. Teams do it all the time to us, and it's frustrating to watch that we never seem to do it back, but. Like you said, they're goals, and I think he's clever in the sense that Janelli can be a wee bit of a hothead. Seen red against us, was it last yeah. Christmas, uh, the Christmas before last? Um, so I think he's been a bit clever there, trying to wind them up a bit. But in terms of corner goals, and sorry to move away from the dark art stuff, sorry. How good- how good Goldson has been since he came back from injury has slid right under the radar. Yeah. Somebody made a great point on Twitter and said, we'd still be in a title race had he not got injured. We are a yep. complete different team with Connor Goldson. Add to that the best partnership in Davis that we've had since Goldson and Hollander. We have yeah. been rock solid and we've looked so assured at the back. Goldson, in terms of the dark art stuff, it doesn't mess around. Yeah. He's, 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 he's been out of this world and I thought he was great tonight again. Yeah, to- totally agree with you on that one. Um, JP, I'll come to you in the next uh, point here. I've just put 20 minutes in and I've just put, we are absolutely battering hearts. I just felt the fluidity between the front three at times um, was really, really good. To, uh, and, you know, we'll maybe touch on that sort of fluidity between Sakala and, and Morelos. I, just, I, thought, I thought that they'd struck up a really, really good partnership tonight as well. Um, and, and a word that, that we've heard Bill use in, in quite a light, lot of press conferences is everybody was was aligned. Everybody's, I think, finally bought into what's going on. What, what was yeah. your thoughts just as a whole in that that opening 20 minutes? Yeah, funny enough, that was one of the things I put up. It was the pressing that was impressing, it was, that was impressing me, to be honest. I was getting a bit frustrated on Saturday, even though as comfortable it was against at home against St. Johnston. The... Um, I was still I was still challenging them to press a wee bit more, uh, but one of the things we were seeing as soon as their goalkeeper had the ball, the front three would were, were occupying their their back line, and then Lundstrom and Kamara were pressing, uh, Barisic was pressing, and it was almost the case if we were we're not letting you out, and with, with all due respect, if we play if we play like that against most teams in Scotland, you're going to have success. But um, one of the challenges I think we were well, one of the people challenges we've set up for ourselves is the way that we haven't been pressing me. I think we've been showing a lot of teams too much respect and teams that I think have enjoyed playing against us over yeah. the last couple of seasons. Um, that Hearts team today just looked really uncomfortable and yeah. so they're, they're the best of the rest, you know what I mean, in terms of outside of us and them. it's They're the team that you're looking at when you're looking at the fixtures and going, that's going to be a really tricky game and that's twice we've gone there now and we've, we've got the beating of them. Um, four, say, the last four times, JB, we've took yeah, of course, yeah, including the home games as well. Aye, right, so yeah, adding it up, it's um, no, it's good. But as I say, that hopefully today was the day it clicked. Um, in terms of them, in terms of the, us not not allowing them to have any hope at all. I mean, Tillman actually had a quiet game by his standards, <laughs> um, but yet still got on the goal, still got on the score sheet. And uh, but his, even his work rate goes under the radar at times. You get that what looks like a lazy legging, uh, but when you look at some of the numbers in terms of his pressing and stuff, he's he's right up there. Do you know what I mean? So I think if we can, that's got to be the bar now. That's got to be the model, especially away from Ibrox. Ibrox will probably take care of itself because of the the quality that we've got on the good pitch and the quickness we move the ball. 
when we go away from Ibrox, we need to have that intensity from the first minute. And yeah. when you've got decent options to bring off the bench, which we'll get to later, it just makes life so much easier. And we've got, I said this to my dad as we were watching the game, our players get better when we're winning. And I know you might say, well, that's the same for everyone, but we've got a lot of players that if they're playing confident, they're yeah. actually well beaters. I mean, Borna Barisic just screams of that. I mean, that's, uh, without getting, I'm, you're probably telling me voice and that excited talk about him doing well because I tip him to be player of the year. Um, is is tackle on the halfway line in the second half? Yeah, was just like that was up there with Kevin Thompson, Flatten, and Robbie Keane. You know, it was, uh, it was that good, right? So, uh, but I might be getting ahead of myself. But no, um, great pressing. I love all that. Um. You know it's a good performance, JB, when you're absolutely buzzing to talk about it. It's so good to see. Um, he's, he's booked in for a Borna Barisic tattoo tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. With a flag. The moth across his back. I'll come to you in the next point. It's uh, Rangers uh, are denied a, a second goal round about the 30-minute mark. I thought this was a really, really good wee dart and run here from, from Ryan Kent, who, who found Sakala. Um, through the middle, uh, and again, I thought it was a really good finish from Sagala for, for uh, I think it was the first time he had the ball in that being offside, but yeah, credit rolled offside and, and, and just highlighting again just the, the really good play between, between Rangers forwards tonight. This is one of these ones where I actually thought he was onside. Yeah, uh, watching it back, it was it was that close. Maybe if he cut his toes, I think his toenails. <laughs> that's how close it was. But like you said, I think the build up before it even came to Ken, it was some great football. Just yeah. like really comfortable on the ball, really looking like the stuff that Bill tries to put into the players every day in the training pitch, and really come to fruition on the pitch. And Kent again, that that's where Kent should be playing. Like. Take that from the start of the season where we put him in a box. He was stuck in the, the shy line every game and he was a winger and nothing else. And he had teams saying, don't let him inside. That's Ryan Kent fully fleshed in the number 10 position, running at centre-backs and nobody knows what the hell to do with him. The wee slide ball to Sakala and it's a phenomenal finish because you're putting Sakala yeah. in and go, absolutely nobody in this league is catching him. But yeah. I, think he's, I think he's very unlucky with that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he certainly was. Uh, and JB, I'll come to you uh, in the next point here, around about the 33-minute mark. Um, I've got the, the man you've already talked about today having a quiet game, but it was an, a really, really good run by Tillman. I think, again, on the commentary, the, uh, Andy Little sort of highlighted it. It was just clever because he was just sort of dangling that ball out there, just waiting for the Hearts player, uh, the defender, to go and, and, and make a move on it, just sort of jinked past him uh, and, again, found... Found Sakala again for me. He's, he's got to do better for this for for a finish. Uh, he just hits it straight at, at Xander Clark here. Yeah, I mean, I think we we I think we've all just got to accept with Sakala, haven't we? You just the guy, the, he's just carnage. I think that's the other <laughs> way I used to describe him. He's going to have he's going to be there's going to be games where he'll have one chance, one goal, but there's going to be games where he'll have six chances, no goals. It's just you just don't know what you're going to get with him, but. I say as much as the quality is not going to be there, give give me the effort the effort that he puts in there every week to get himself into that positions. Sometimes he creates things for himself. He you almost need he needs a Jermaine Defoe to put his arms around him. I think you know some sort of striking coach. I'm sure they've tried between him and Roy Mackay as well um, when he was there. Yeah. But you like just needs he just needs to find a style, um, a finishing style that, that works for him. Whether it's drilling it hard and low. 
I mean, I love Sholax um, when he drills them hard and low. Yeah. Uh, when he gets one-on-one, he just needs to probably just find that wee bit of composure. But at the end of the day, if he could finish, he wouldn't be he wouldn't be at Ibrox because he, he, he's got a little bit of everything. Do you know what I mean? He's got... He, He's actually got, got not a bad first touch, but my concern is when he starts to take the second, third, and fourth. But <laughs> yeah. um, if he can just I say, if we can just play to his strengths, and again, he's a numbers man. So as much as, as we'll be frustrated, we'll get away with it domestically uh, with, with guys like Sakala. We mightn't get away with guys like Sakala in Europe because it's that fine of a line, it's that fine tune, but domestically, and you've only got to look at them across the park as well in terms of they've got some bang average footballers that are, are delivering numbers. Do you know what I mean? The likes the, the wing, the, with the wingers that they've got, with the Barda and Maeda, these they're delivering numbers because, again, they're, they're putting the effort in and they're getting into goal-scoring positions. So, therefore, if we can get Sakala getting plenty of minutes on the pitch and then you've then got the creativity sitting behind it between Campwell, um, Tillman, Lowry, Kent, you just feed these guys and I say it won't come off. They won't be they'll never be clinical, but at the end of the day, um they're in the goals, they're in the positions, uh, which is something we've been missing for the last again 12, 18 months as well. Yeah, hundred percent. There's um a, a few um interesting comments about Sakala coming in here. We've got Stephen Forsyth, he's saying Sakala is a sub at best. I'm not I'm not sure I necessarily agree with that again, given how GB's talked about it. his numbers have been absolutely superb since Beals come in. Uh, Terry Monroe says Sakala take the good with the bad, and uh, Teddy Bears here totally agrees. <laughs> if Sakala could finish, then he'd be worth about fifty million. Uh, which uh, uh, maybe one day if we can if we can get his shooting boots on, maybe maybe put Chris Boyd's brain on him, and we'll see what happens there. Eh? But um, I think that's as far a range of comments as you'll ever get. <laughs> Yeah, from one side of the spectrum, right in the middle, to the far other side. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Well, that's what he thought. Well, you know, every time you're at Ibrox, he totally splits opinion. You can hear people uh, cheering them and hear people going, "Oh my god!" But uh, yeah, look, Kieran, I'll come to you in the next part here. Um, the resulting corner from from that Sakala shot. Um, it was uh, again a set piece, really well worked set piece. Um, I think it was Ta- uh, Tavia who took the corner. He found Borna Barisic. I've seen us try this corner quite a few times. It's something different just to get a bit more of an angle, just to, to swing the ball into the box. Again, it's clever. Mentioned in the commentary again that it looked like um, something that'd been worked in the training ground. Connor Goldson runs into the back post, heads it across, and, and it's a it's a superb finish from from Malik Tillman. He just when he's in that area, he just knows the the pressure. It's just such a deft wee touch just to to put it past Sander Clark for two 0 Rangers. Yeah, JB touched on it earlier. The, the set piece it looked like Borna had had overplayed it, but Goldson's done phenomenal with it. it, it yeah. It's a great it's a great finish. But when you watch the replay again, the sheer timing of the full move when you see yeah. it again, watch Goldson's movement. Takes the defender one way, drops his shoulder the other, and just curves his run around the back post. And he's got acres, and he does so well because he's at full stretch there. He gets his head on that right into Tillman's path, and he's knocked it into the net beautifully. It's it's a great set piece. And my God, we have been crying out for this. I remember when Bill came back in, and we were on this podcast, and we were talking about the background stuff. And I was delighted to hear that we had brought in a set piece coach because for mm. far too long we've not been able to defend them, but We've been a soft touch when it's came to scoring from them. You think back to 
the days at the Catech Header at Parkhead, etc., where it was well worked set pieces, everything was organised, and we looked a well drilled team. And that had all the makings of a well drilled team. Everyone really knew what was happening as soon as the ball was put in the corner. Yeah, that's that. Um, JB uh, Kieran's touching some really, really good points there, especially about. Um, you know, it's something that we've been crying out for is just scoring from set pieces. It's something we saw under the Gerrard era. I seem to remember, you know, Hollander, that famous goal against Celtic at Ibrox, you know, but there was numerous other goals where Golton, a late one, a header against Kilmarnock as well. But it's just, it's really, really nice to see us just having good <laughs> set pieces for, for once because it's we're a top team and, and, and all the top teams should be, creating scoring opportunities from corners free kicks. No, that's it. And I think I got a bit ahead of myself before. I think I gave goals and two assists. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 had, I had them given a hand in the Marellas as goal as well. So <laughs> I played well. I think the good good performance has gone to my head. But no, um, the amount of pieces that we get, it's un, do you know what I mean? It's it, Sometimes it's unbearable watching us. I mean, what, I can't remember what the, the stats that we had when... Um, under Geo in terms of the, the set pieces, in terms of the amount of goals that we were scoring. Um, as, well, another thing I was saying to my dad today when we were playing, that their outlet was going long. And when you've got like, Goldson and Goldson and Davis at the back and Barisic playing the way that he's playing and Tav, um, they were up against guys that they were all they were just bullying. And Lundstrom was even dropping back for a touch. He then threw Tillman into the mix, Morales, Sakala in the air. If you can fill your team with good, strong, tall, physical players, you got and you, you get the right delivery in which we've got from both both sides, then we haven't utilised that enough over the over the last couple of years. And to your point earlier, again back to the the league winning season, um, we looked the threat from every set piece, and whether that was down to the the coaching staff, I know Tom Culshaw and Co. have done a lot a hell of a lot of good work in terms of. Getting they're drilling that into the guys over the years, but hopefully the new the new coaching staff was to your point earlier was starting to see their brand coming through and starting yeah. to see the style. So no, long may it continue. And as I say, if we can, uh, and you add Suter into the mix as well, because um, he was he, he was he was a real goal threat um, at Hearts. Yeah, uh, when he was there, and that was one of the things that really caught me. I was looking forward to seeing him. Um, so hopefully, when he comes back and gets back in uh, again, no. I'm all above the set-piece train. <laughs> oh, that's it, exactly. Um, and Kieran, um, the next part here, um, I've made my notes. It was just about the end of the half, really, just 45 minutes. There was a couple of wee moves in here. Um, there was some excellent play between Kent, Sakala, Kamara and Morelos in and around the Hearts box. It was all one touch. It's that sort of famous Buell triangles that, that, that we that we hear people people talking about. Um, and, uh, yeah, just something I wanted to highlight We'll all talk about him at the end of the show, I'm sure, because he, he played so well tonight. And it was Glenn Kamara. Uh, he did this quite a few times in, in the in the first half, was that sort of late run into the box. Obviously, we saw that, that he scored um, from a run like that at the weekend. But again, just something that you can clearly see that the coaching staff have been have been working on. Um, but just great to, to finish the half on a high and just in the hearts box and just trying to get another goal. Yeah, I think in terms of Kamara, they know they've got a player there. This isn't a guy whose contract's running down. He could be playing for Rangers for the next few years. And everyone's saying he's one of the biggest sellable assets at the moment. But what we're now starting to see, and I thought he played well at the weekend as well, but not as well as he played tonight, that 
Glenn Kamara pivot where he can just drop the shoulder and slide past guys like they're not even there. Like we're starting to see that again. We've not we didn't see that under Van Bronckhurst. We've seen a guy that was a complete shell of himself. Mm. And tonight is his best performance by a country mile. He was shutting down and he was winning loose balls. He was just skipping past players. And I think most of the fans were saying after the weekend that Kamara's a threat when he gets in the box. I know he's He's a bit shot shy in the edge of the box, but when he gets into the box, he's he's a hard player to play against. He's, he can go past you, he can shoot, and he's a good finisher. So why not bring this into his game? Because there's always been that wee bit missing that, what is he? Is he a six? Is he an eight? Does he play a ten? Can he play sitting midfield? Nobody really knows what his strongest position is. I, th- I think he's box to box, but he doesn't yeah. score enough goals to be box to box. So... There's a bit of a conundrum there, but it looks like the coaching staff are slow, but surely try to bring that out in him. And it was a joy to watch tonight. It was brilliant. Yeah, it was really, really good. And something something that he definitely needs to bring to his game. I don't I don't I don't know why somebody's not just at the end of every training session going, right, Glenn, run into the box and shoot it fifty times just to get him <laughs> out of the, the muscle memory of doing it. Um but yeah, GB, I'll come to you the next point. I'm just looking for your, your overall thoughts in, on, on that first half. Um, I think it was Craig put in our group chat that we ended up ended that half with 14 shots, six on target, which is something that we've <laughs> we've not even managed to get that many shots in, in a full 90 minutes um, at home. Never mind away to uh, you know a, a, a really really firing Hearts team at the moment. But yeah, just overall, yeah. just really really good to see Rangers finishing the half strongly. Yeah, well, what what really summed the first half up for me on the thirty six minute, the goal, their goalkeeper rolled the ball out to the fullback who passed it to the centre half, and the way the camera spanned, we had eight players past the D in their half. Yeah. We only had Dalton and Davis in the D, and obviously McGregor in the half, and every other player was advanced of the D. So just goes to show that the mentality of them was we're going to finish the strong, the half strong. And we had another two or three, four, five chances uh, after the thirty-fourth minute, according to my yeah. notes. Here. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm having it. I'm calling it now. If that Lundstrom one had ended up in the top corner, that's goal, just goal of the season right there for you, because it was it was on the back of a really good move, some sharp passing, a good one-two at the edge of the box. And um, I don't know. I don't know how Clark got his hand to it. Uh, because you, you're trained as a goalkeeper to probably position yourself for the back post there, and uh, he hasn't half rattled it and got yeah. put it past the post. But uh, and then Golton hit the bar in the in the last minute of the half. With I think Davis went through one of their players. So yeah, finished finished the half strong and yeah, was really pleased. My only thing was, and I don't know whether this is, this is just scar tissue supporting Rangers. You wanted the third. Um, do you know what I mean? We wanted the third just so we could go. Right, we can breathe and we can enjoy the second half. Is it at the back of our minds because we've been punished that many times? It was almost the case of if they get one and get the backs up, will we go into into defensive mode and maybe try and sit back and hold on to what we've got? But it just didn't feel as if that was going to be the case. It felt as if we're going to try and bury us. So, no. Um, to summarise, yeah, great first half and was looking forward to the second half, which was which was it. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh yeah, not not something I think we we've experienced a, a lot this season is looking forward to to a second half away from home. But yeah, Robert Robertson uh agreeing with you there, JB he said the only downside about tonight is it could and should have been a lot more goals, but uh I've absolutely no doubt that will come. Uh Kieran, so Rangers restarted the second half 
Uh, Hearts made a couple of substitutions, seemed to put an extra body in the midfield. Um, we'll maybe talk about how that affected things. But the next sort of action point to talk about was in 48 minutes. There was a long ball up from Goldson. Um, Rangers uh, get the ball in the final third. Morelos puts the ball on the outside of the box to, uh, again, we saw this all night. Morelos holding the ball up and a player overlapping out wide. Uh, he finds Kent, who runs directly into the box and beaten awards at penalty. It's those words that we all love to hear, penalty Rangers. Um, it goes to VAR. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you what I think about this after you've had your say on it, but, but what do you think about this? Do you think VAR called it right? Was there any conspiracy theories going on here to, tonight to, to award Rangers a penalty, or or, or do you think that the, the, the official, I think it was Clancy, got it right? Um, it's, it's, it, for me, it's a tough one, right? Cards on the table, I thought it was a dive. I don't think it was a penalty. But the flip side of it, which I was quite annoyed about. The angles that we've seen didn't appear to really tell anything. Like one angle showed that it looked like a penalty, the other angle showed that he dangled a leg out. But aren't we meant to see six angles from far? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, very unusual for me. But again, he'll probably come under criticism for it because that's just what happens when you play with Rangers. But if we think back not so long ago when Clancy was there at St Mirren and he booked Ryan Kent for diving, for it to go to VAR, for the booking to be rescinded and a penalty to be given. So this is almost the opposite. For me, it's not a penalty. From the angles that I've seen, it's not a penalty. And I think VAR's got it right, not so much beating who called it as a penalty right away. Yeah, I, I, I am in total total agreement with you there. Uh, Terry Monroe says, uh, first angle looked like a pen, replay a dive. Um, I'm guessing you're the same, JB? Stonewaller. <laughs> no, it was um, no I, I, real time. I thought it was a, I thought it was a penalty. Sorry, I thought it was a, a dive. I think it was one of them where he was looking for it. He was looking for the contact, and then the contact just never came. If you see the angle from behind the goal, you'd expect the Hearts player to extend his leg, and he kind of just stopped. And I think if he'd extended, Kent would have caught it and then gone over. So yeah. no, I think uh, it was an uncharacteristically correct decision from VAR and <laughs> you know what when he actually did give it part of me was going through I'm, I'm glad that they haven't given it because you just can't be our scrolling through social media oh. and the conspiracy man I mean I seen a replay the other day of Jota's offside goal against Motherwell away where it was borderline and I think they were winning 3-0 or something imagine if we had that carry on with like Sakala's uh, borderlines today and stuff it's so tedious so it was kind of like let's just move on do you know what I mean get on with it and yeah and that, that was it do you know what I mean so yeah no it was uh, no penalty for me yeah no I, I think we're all I think that's all fair enough I think we're, we're all in agreement there for which is unusual for free Rangers fans to, to agree about the same thing um but listen JB I, I'll stick with you in this next point um 55 minute mark here as always always love saying 55 Sakala uh, with the ball in the back of the net again um it's Kamara through to Morelos and he rolls the ball right into Sakala's path who it's another superb finish from from Sakala again um but uh, VAR looks at it, saw the initial replay um, live, on the TV and I was very shocked because I was like, I don't think Sakala's offside here. I think we'll we'll get given this a go. But again, it's absolutely criminal from Morelos 
how he's offside here, I don't I don't really know, but it's it's another shocking one from him. It, it it is, but it's probably a sign of how we've been playing all season. That ball from Kamara normally would have yeah. been past five yards to Lundstrom. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It would have normally yeah, yeah. been really, it would have been a normally been a really safe pass. Um and again, if we went two 0 up, um and that if that was six weeks ago, I guarantee Kamara's playing that ball straight to Lundstrom, who's passing it back. There was no horseshoe carry on today. It was almost yeah. a case of how quick can we get that ball forward and, and cause problems. So maybe it just caught Morales a wee bit off guard. Um, that'll come. I think we start over the last couple of games. We've started to see Morales' work rate increase tenfold for me. Yeah. And um, he's such a different player. Um, if you'd have asked me a couple of weeks ago, I think I was I was in the camp of he's done. He doesn't look interested. He's overweight. He's winning me back. You know what I mean. He's almost he's dragging me back in. Um, but whether that's because it's contract season and he hasn't had many many other offers, but if we can get him fit and firing for the remainder of the season and performances like tonight, uh, where he was just an absolute handful, got on the end of a couple of good bits, good link up, um, then we'll be all right. But um, I thought it was a, uh, it was really good. I mean, uh, common coming through from there from Pete, hearts were hearts were poor. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think we give them, we didn't give them any encouragement. Um, and I think that's the, that's as I said earlier, that's got to be the bar now. Um, so hopefully we yeah. just continue that over the next few weeks. Yeah, I I, I, I put Pete's comment up there. I, I do agree with him. His heart's wearing nervy, but I think that was largely down to the way that, that, that we were playing. To be honest with you, as you said, yeah. we, we called our bluff earlier on and and had the had the two the, the sort of two strikers up top as as Bill would maybe alluded to earlier on in the week and. And we just it, it, we just totally unnerved them. I just don't think they were expecting Rangers to, to play the way they did tonight. Um, Kieran, my next um bit of my notes here and again for all the fantastic attacking play that, that we did have, I, I noted down here Hearts coming into the game uh, a wee bit more. But, but as I said before, by putting that man or, or another man centrally, it seemed to be the tactic was was get the ball to Snodgrass and and, and let him distribute it out wide. Uh, you know, he, he did have a couple of, of all right passes, but even though this was going on and, and Hearts were coming into it a wee bit more, the biggest compliment I can I can pay Rangers here is I I, I didn't think they were going to score. I I just felt very confident and, and and very comfortable. You know, some again something that we've not had in a while. Maybe in, under you know Beal's first few games, you know, it, it was a bit scrappy. It was three two wins. We were winning by a goal, conceding a lot. But this just it just seemed different tonight in the in terms of the the team's assuredness and. At no point after two, two minutes into the game, I thought we were going to win. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of coaches say, you know, if your team's going to win or lose in the warm-up, you can just tell if you're on it. And that comes down to attitude. And the attitude was 10 out of 10 the night from the full squad. Um, but I know the moment you're talking about when was it Alan Forrest cut inside and he's curled it with his left foot. And yep. that goes in. And it could be a different game. I don't know. We were that good where it, I can't say it would have been, but JB said earlier on, we tend to retreat if it's 2-1. We retreat and set off. and when, uh, I'm, I'm glad it didn't go in because we just kept that flow. We kept at it and we got the reward. That it was fine in the end, which was good, but once batting twice shy and you, you think something like that's going to end up in the net and it'll end up a lot more of a nervy night than what it actually was. 
Yeah, t- t- <laughs> I totally agree. Um, and JB, I'll come to you in the next point here. It's uh, minute number 66. It's a, another long ball from, from Connor Goldson. It finds Fashion Zakala. He controls it well here. Uh, and again, it's, it's another fantastic ball into the box. Who we see Morelos sort of sliding in. This is one of those sort of Ali McCoist finishes. I, I love a striker sliding in at the back post uh, for, from a cross out wide. Um, and again, by the officials at this time, Sakala <laughs> uh, was deemed to be offside for about the 149th time this game. But it, it goes to VAR. VAR shows us. I, I was doubting that. I thought Sakala looks onside. Is, is Morelos maybe <laughs> offside for, for this one? But no, VAR correctly overturns the goal. Um, I know there's been a wee bit of, of controversy on, on on Twitter about, I think Neil McCann may have called uh, Alfredo Morelos a bit of an idiot for for his knee slide celebration for it, but um, I'm all for that content. It was superb to see him after <laughs> the goal being awarded by far, knee sliding right in front of the Hearts fans. He's a shit yeah, no. yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard that. I mean... Uh, Strange comments from Neil McCann, you know what I mean, in terms of uh, whether yeah. he's trying to put it, whether he's trying to put his jambos hat back on or something. But no, I don't know. It's, it's player celebrates goal. I mean, is he just looking for a headline or something? I don't know. Um, as I say, we have skipped past the 65th minute with the tackle of the season from my man yes. Bonner. But anyway, <laughs> we won't go on about it. Um, but yeah, it, a minute later, as you said, that the ball from Goldson, I actually thought he was offside when I first first seen it because the angle that they showed on VAR, the first screen, it looked like Sakala had gone a step early, but the ball had already left Goldson's foot. And then when they showed us the, the angles a wee bit later on, um you start you seeing as the ball's left his foot, he's actually just bang on. It must have been must have been borderline. Um and yeah, and Sakala uncharacteristically great first touch. Uh, <laughs> yeah. up and um you just you, you could point where you wanted the ball to go and and there was Alfie. Um, I don't think Alfie makes that six weeks ago. Um, no. I don't think he makes that run. I think he probably goes towards the ball to try and get a touch. Um, so I think yeah, it was it was it was just it was delightful to see. Do you know what I mean? And um, that was the first time in about 10, 15 minutes the hearts had actually they actually opened up a little bit and tried to press us. And the first chance that we did, bang, we were in behind. So it was um, that would set us up really well, and it's 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 given us something now that we. We know we can we can know we can absorb stuff and we because we've got that solid back four. So if we need to, we can play like that. Uh, but if we can blow teams away and then move into that mode that mold for the last 10, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. then it's good to have the option. But um yeah, well, as soon as that three what three three nil went in, it was game over, wasn't it? So no, all good. Yeah, and Kieran, your thoughts on, on this goal? It's it's something that we've seen, you know, from from Connor Goldson quite a few times and well, the previous seasons is just that, well, I think it was Mr. McCoy that referred to it as straight out the one o'clock gun pass. Um, and he, he finds Sakal again, and it's just a, a another good goal that Rangers scored tonight. Yeah, it just shows we can play the, the pretty tippy-tappy football in the wee triangles, but we can also go <laughs> long. And that ball from Goldson is phenomenal, by the way. That is yeah. just pinpoint right in Sakala's foot. And then not even just the first touch from Sakala, the second touch to knock it into his path and the cross, he, he puts it on a plate for Morelos to knock it in the net. But um moment of the match was that celebration for me. It was that way I was waiting in anticipation while VAR was a bit of call and he goes and yeah. does it. And Yeah. 
Listen, he is the classroom at times, but it's brilliant when he's in your team. You love it, but it it just doesn't like the Hearts fans. Does he? I remember when he scored <laughs> the game through there when it was at one o'clock a Rebo goal and he had scored before it, and he'd done the same thing in front of the fans at the other end. But he tends to enjoy playing there, doesn't he? And it's, it's unbelievable to see Morelos back in form. Am I right in saying that's seven goals since Bill came in? Six goals possibly. Seven goals, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and a handful of assists, and this is a guy I've been crying out for the past year. He's just not been the same Morelos that he once was, but once again, the coaching staff credit to them, what they're starting to get the best out of players, and this is what's good about the guys that we've got in the dugout now, that they're going to bring players in that are going to punch above their weight, and they're going to improve, and coaches are like that are worth their weight in gold. Mm-hmm. It's good to see it really is. And the opposite of that was when Van Bronckhurst he tended to bury players before they even had a chance. So it's yeah. great to see. Yeah, yeah to- totally agree with you there. Um got a wee comment coming in here from Ross, who you know hosted the show and, and he says, Typical, I'm not on the podcast you win comfortably. Uh, I'm only pulled out for, for the pool results performances. It's not that that's how I knew that we were going to be all right tonight, is because James thrown up here that Ross was not on it, but uh, <laughs> Here we go. That, totally agree with you, Rob. Does that mean I'm a lucky charm? Yeah. I, I, I think so. Uh, you and I have been on quite a good few results, Kieran. So we'll, we'll maybe keep that one for for the future. Um, JB, I'll, I'll come to you in the next point here. It's it, I know you were banging on about it in the group chat. It's something that does my absolute head in as well as us not making substitutions when games are done. But round about the seventy-five minute mark. Um, Tillman, Morelos and Ken all came off for, for, for Jack, uh, Cholak and Cantwell. Um, yeah, what was your thoughts on, on, on these subs? It, maybe a wee bit later than, than we'd anticipated, but just sensible subs, just getting minutes in the legs of Cantwell and, and, and Cholak, really? Yeah, no, most definitely. I think especially with Ryan Ken, that was the one that was that was bugging me because he'd been booked. Um, yeah. it, only take, it only just takes a lazy leg or something and the next thing he's... Uh, He's out for a game or whatever. So, yeah, no, yeah, I'm like a broken record. I know with it within regards to the subs. I think if you've got the ability, if you've got the ability to use them, then get them used. Um, I I always jump back to the Tom Lawrence one. Tom Lawrence was limping with two minutes yep. two minutes to go against Ross County at home four 0 up, and we'd only used one one or two subs. Um, so yeah, if we can get into a position where we can rotate players like that, especially players who've had really good games. You know what I mean? They come off, they're on a high, um, and then the we then bring them on with lads who've got a point to prove. Um, again, I was saying to me that whilst we were watching it, it was a tricky one for the lads coming on because the game had kind of the, the intensity had died a little bit. So you almost mm-hmm. say, right, are you guys going to go in there and give that fresh spark and liven it up a little bit, or he's just going to try and keep the ball? But it's hard because the intensity dropped a wee bit. Tavernier and but but Borna were keeping it quite tight. And then we were just looking to keep the ball. But I thought Cantwell, when he came on, just showed how dangerous he's going to be. Um, we're going to win so many free kicks in and around the edge of the box. Uh, when I was on the other day, I said, I, I did I kind of pre-warn people. You'd be, I think people would be quite surprised at the positions he put, he collects the ball. Um, he's, he's not going to always look to pick the ball up in the number 10 position. He will drop into the six and he'll look to take the ball off the centre-halves and the full-backs and build, build from deep. And we've seen a little bit of that today. Um, I mean, he gave he gave Snodgrass the absolute run around, didn't he? He was blowing out of his arse. So it was it was it was good. And then obviously Scott Scott Wright, he was 
pinned to the right hand side, a couple of good yeah. first touches. Um and then Sholak come on. Thought he looked a bit rusty, yeah, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I thought he, he looked a bit he looked a bit top heavy, I thought. Um, but again, hopefully the couple of games coming up over the next few weeks. Um the Thistle game, I think, is gonna be a massive one for a lot of them. Um to get hopefully a couple of uh, closed door games as well. And it's all everything's gearing up quite we've got a decent fixture run all the way up through to the final now. So it's all a case of uh, getting getting everything aligned, ready for that, and hopefully a good good um, run to the tail end of the season. Yeah, totally agree with you there. It is setting us up nicely for for the end of the season. Um, to touch on a wee point there, Kieran, that, that JB made, uh, made there. Uh, Pete Lawrence says Cantwell is adding layers to his game each time he features. Think he will be really good. I think I've noted down the very same instant that he says we are. The, the ball was passed from Davies right into to Cantwell's feet into the middle of the pitch, and he just dropped his shoulder and and and, and took it past a couple of. Th- he sort of forced the foul out of out of uh, Snodgrass, and he had a really good ball out wide, and he just you can see it. He's he's going to be a good player for us, isn't he, Kieran? Yeah, it was almost like Snodgrass kind of tried to lay one on him as soon as he came in with a rough tackle, and then the next thing you know is. He's not whimpered away, he's came back and he's shown for the ball. And the one you're talking about there, Kyle, is when he's just took him on a half turn and just sort of spun him inside out and Snodgrass has rested up to the ground and took the booking for it. And you're like, for such a slight guy, he's, he's bloody strong, man. He yeah. is, and I think he was described in, in commentary as being wiry. It would be terrible to play against. He looked really, really strong. He looks very easy on the eye when he's on the ball. And he is. He's going to be a great player for us. And under Bill, he's only going to improve. And I found it quite an unusual signing for us. I mean that in the nicest possible way because a guy at 24 who's so highly touted and he's got a lot of Premiership appearances, it's not like he's coming here to save his career like somebody... 28 or 29 would do as if right, I'm one bad move away from going down the gym here. He's up here to play football and he's up here to play European football and be competitive. So he's, he's going to be a joy to watch. He's going to be a guy that oppositions really hate and that's probably what I love about him. Yeah, that, that's it, exactly. Um, I, I'll stick with you on, on, on these next couple of points here, Kieran. Uh, I've got an 83-minute um, Sakal's come off and, and Wright's come on and I think everybody that watches us knows my, my feelings <laughs> on Scott Wright but I, I will hold my hands up I will say that I think Scott Wright has actually looked not too bad, it's been a, quite a good option to bring on since since Beal's come in he's been much more more direct but enough about Scott Wright um, and on, the 80, on 88 minutes a man who has been spoken about loads um, especially yesterday came on the pitch and, and Alec Lowry um, comes off for, for John Lundstrom, who, who had his best game of, of the season for me so far. A um, couple of things about this. What did you make about Alec Lowry coming on, given that maybe his attitude has been questioned and I think maybe Beal's dropped a, a, a couple of hints that, that, that you know he needs to tweak things up uh, in, in press conferences uh, and... This maybe signals the end for for James Sands. I I, I noted that the, the MLS um, transfer window actually opened today uh, and shuts in like middle of April or something like that. So, do do you think? Well, what do you think of Lowry? And do you think that Sands is going to be back to his parent club, New York? Yeah, well, this might be a wee bit controversial, but I think we're absolutely ruining Lowry. I know he's young. Get him in the team, man. 
I get I get Scott Wright coming on at eighty three minutes, but that should be Alex Lowry going on there. You look at you look at the added time. That's a good solid fifteen minutes he'd get today. Mm. We need to be playing him. Why have we not sent him out on loan and getting him opportunities? If he's that important, then get him out on loan. Get him playing football. For me, this is a season where he should be getting his opportunity, and he's not. And it's probably one of the disappointing things so far. For me, there is talent there. There's quite clearly talent there. Attitude's a different story, but it wouldn't still be here if his attitude was that bad. Mm-hmm. He's a frustrated young player that really deserves his chance and he knows he's got the world at his feet, but he needs the opportunity. He's not going to just step into the first team and be a Yanis Hadji or be a Ryan Kent. These guys take time to develop and he needs his opportunity in the first team. We need to start giving him more minutes. And you've got to be looking to him at the 60-minute mark. Just say we're three or four goals up at Ibrooks on a perfect day. That's mm. the kind of time you want to see him. We spoke about the Partick Thistle game. You'd be looking for him to get 90 minutes there. Real first-team time under his belt. But in terms of Sands, that's not worked. He's he's hit a glass ceiling that he's not going past, unfortunately. Mm. Fair play to him, he's come in and done a job and quite clearly he's got a good attitude towards football and physically he's in great shape. You typically, you typically get that with the American lads that come over here, that they are all in great shape and they're athletes. Um, but no, that's, it's not worked and I think it goes in line with what Bill said in his presser the other day saying that we're going to be looking for another centre-back. You take that Sands is going to be away, Hollander will be away, that kind of leaves... Suter, Leon King and the two centre-backs we've got playing just now. So I would yeah. be very, very surprised if we didn't sign a, another first-team centre-back. So, But for Sands, it's not a player we'll be remembering for years to come for the right reasons. Yeah, that's I, I, I'm a bit gutted about Sands. I, I think at times are, he showed glimpses of, of being a decent player. And, and I know I've been absolutely panned in the comments for it again. But I, I agree with you there, Kira. I think he has reached that glass ceiling and... And um, you know, sometimes it's, you've just got to come in and say it that they're just not a, not of a Rangers standard, and you wish him well for after he leaves Rangers, basically. It was like Elijah Wood in Green Street, the American guy that comes over. We all loved him, but the ending just wasn't that good, was it? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, get that in the poster for James Sands, eh? Um, my 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 only caveat to James Sands is I'd like to have seen him playing in a Rangers team that was playing well. Mm. Because um, every single player in that squad has been wrote off this season at some point of the season, and unfortunately, Sands and King were right in the thick of when we were at our lowest. Do you know what I mean? And he was playing in a position that, we, that was alien to him. Um, yeah. I'm not again. I wouldn't be paying any money for him um, because I, I happen to believe there's, there'd be better quality out there. I do think he'll fall under the category of. Um, Maybe right guy, wrong time. Um, I think he'll probably go on to do quite well, but he, he may, he, maybe the expectation of playing for Rangers was a wee bit high. Um, our, you could argue our best performance of the season was Eindhoven away, when every player played well, and he was right in the thick of that, uh, I think, with a man of, man of the match performance. I would like to have seen him sometime in midfield, but I think Raskin just just cements the fact he's, going to be, he's not getting anywhere near that midfield. So I think... Um, I don't think we'll see. I don't think we'll see him again in any great, great capacity. We've been outstanding since we signed Raskin. <laughs> yeah, what, what a difference he's made. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, look, uh, 
just to sort of sum it all up, um, Rangers very comfortably saw, saw the rest of the, the game out. There's there's not really too much I think I think to be talking about, and, and Rangers run out um, three 0 victors away at Tynecastle. As I said before, a, a Hearts team that are doing really really well. Before we go, there's there's three players I'd like to talk about. Um, I'll come to you first, JB. Uh, Pete Lawrence says here, and because I know you're just dying to talk about this, this is why I want to talk about him. He says, Barisic did a superb sliding tackle to stop a split move and got up and down and whipping in the crosses. Um, yeah, that seemed to be born a Barisic of old tonight. I think we've, we've said it before on here. It's, it's that sort of battle Barisic mode that, that he gets into and, and just he wants to win everything as you said just hungry and, and what was it you said earlier on that the Barisic the moth or something like that <laughs> it, yeah. it really was a, it was a great performance for him tonight no definitely I think he he's a player that this, he, he he lives off confidence doesn't he and I think if he can put a good cross in or have a good assist or something early on in a game it's night and day from a performance perspective um, and I'd be really interested to see how Barisic performs once Yilmaz is back as well. Uh, because if he can, if Borna can show the type of performances like he showed tonight, then you're not in as much of a rush to, to get Yilmaz back in. Yeah. So with a wee bit of luck, he's um, there might be a wee bit of a light bulb moment again for him today just to, to kind of rekindle himself and kind of just show that he, he is good enough for Rangers and he wants to be there. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how, how he pans out over the next few weeks. And I'll tell you another player, right? And this is going to be the most controversial comment of the night oh. is um, who I think will strive under Beal, and it's Matundo. Oh, honestly, I think um, if he can come in, if he can come in, that type of performance tonight that like Sakala's put in, I think there's definitely a player in there with a top with, with a really he's got a superb first touch and. If, if we can get ourselves playing playing well and you've got guys like Matundu and you've got guys like Sakala, Morellas, well, maybe not Morellas, but guys who can get from back to front quickly when we're playing well are going to be real assets moving forward. So I'm, I'm calling it out on the uh, on the 1st of Feb. So there you go. Yeah, well, listen, remember it, bookmark it. That's how we get bookmarked in, in, on people's videos. Are, 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 we getting, are we getting carried away now because uh, we've had a good performance? <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's what we'll be winning the Champions League next week, so that's fine. Um, Kieran, the next player I want to talk about, um, it, it, I think part, I, I don't know if it was tactical and, and Bill putting Lowry on, but I, I felt there was a wee bit of, he just wanted John Lundstrom to feel a wee bit of appreciation from the fans yeah. tonight when he took them off in, in the eight-minute mark. But, that was he was so good tonight. The amount of I'd love to see the amount of interceptions that he had, tackles won. Um, that was the the snapping tenacious Lundstrom that we that we saw in the last six months of of the season last year. Yeah, I think the best is yet to come from him too because it's been a poor season. And let's be honest, for him to live up to the heights of last season would have been a huge ass because he was phenomenal last year. This year, we know he's been playing through an injury. And I'm very, very much a hater of him playing the sitting midfielder role. I think he's far too conservative with the ball, like sideways passing, backwards passing. It's just not for me. Lundstrom is a guy that can be a threat making late runs into the box. And I think he's got double-figure goals up his sleeve from midfield. He can be that type yeah. of player for us. Maybe we see a wee change with Raskin coming in and becoming that deep-line playmaker that we've been missing since Davis got injured. But... It was great to see Lundstrom back um, to his usual and 
to be honest, they didn't give that heart centre midfield a chance tonight. Everything, they were stepping onto everything, reading the game well, like crunching into tackles, and long may it continue. Yeah, that's it. And sorry, can I just jump in there on on them too? I don't think our, I don't think our midfield have been fit enough to play the game that we, the the Lundstrom likes to play, which is that high pressing. I think mm. under under Van Bronck, it was almost a case of we'll soak the pressure up. And once we've got the ball, we'll, we'll build again. I think if Beal can get us going with that high press again, we'll see the best of Lundstrom. And there was no doubt today, Kamara, um, yeah, I think Raskin's definitely put a put a rocket up Lundstrom's arse. I think he's done the yeah. same with Kamara as well. I think the two of them today were, were almost playing with a bit of a point to prove, to say, right, all right, you've gone and got this wonder kid, but we're still here. So, but I do believe that I'm hoping that the um, it's a sign of things to come from them too because they should be, they played today as if they want really wanted it, um, mm-hmm. and we need more of that. So, no, all good. And JB, there's one final comment I want to to bring up just before we go and I get your man in the matches and 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 we we'll leave everybody here. But uh, I've I've just been double checking that Ross is still watching. So Ross says, when are you guys going to talk about the how superb Glenn Kamara was in that form? None of the mid, our midfielders are even getting close to this level. Um, it was it was absolutely superb tonight. It was it was covered every blade of grass. I just thought he was on it with his passing. He was making that run beyond late run beyond into the box as well. That was a a real complete performance from from Kamara tonight, wasn't it? Yeah, no, fantastic. I think he was um, tonight. There was three or four contenders for man of the match. Um, I'll probably say it was probably in reflection. It probably was Kamara for me. A lot of the stuff that he done, some of the stuff that he does sometimes goes unnoticed because it's not spectacular. But a little drop of the shoulder in central midfield and then getting the ball out wide. He done that four or five times and then he appeared in the opposition box. I would like to see him, I think we all would like to see him just being that little bit more aggressive once he gets into that final third. Uh, I think he lo- his natural reaction is to look for the pass. Um, whereas if we can get him in, in, in the mood and um, as you touched on earlier, get, get his shooting boots on. <laughs> I think he'll um, he'll be an asset, and with all due respect, he'll probably be our next money spinner if we can get him yeah. back playing to the form that we can get him to. And if that is the model where we're gonna where we're gonna roll the player each season or season a player or two, um, then he's the next big one. He's a he's a he's a he's a ten million pound ten million pound plus player in the current market. When you look at what's out there, and especially if you look at some of the players that are moving around Europe and moving around the Premier League, um. I think if we get him back to his best, he'll um, he'll be our next big asset without a doubt. Yeah, t- totally agree with you. That that um, rumored eleven million pounds from from Sevilla in the January transfer, there might be hopefully asking for a wee bit more than that in the summer if, if they're sniffing about again. Uh, and Kieran, I, I'll trouble you for for a man of the match as well, please. I've got to agree with JB. Even though I'm absolutely shocked that he's not gave it to Barisic. Um, <laughs> so Barisic is more shocked than... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, do, do you know, sorry to keep us, but see in terms of the game tonight, right? Admittedly so, and I'd be delighted to be wrong, the league's done right, so in the grand scheme of things, games like this, they're much of a muchness, but they're so important in terms of that's 21 points from 23 since Bill came in. We're really putting a run together. JB said we've got a great run of games coming up to this cup final. It's so important we go and win this cup final and then go and win the Scottish Cup. 
because we're building towards next season. We've brought in Cantwell early, we've brought in Raskin early, and we're building towards next season. See if Bill can put the belief into this team that we can put a run of points together. We'll go and do it next year. So it's so important that we we keep this going and we keep playing the way we're playing because it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree with you there. Um, just a few of the comments coming in about Man of the Match. Pete Lawrence says Barisic. I think you could have had Barisic. Caroline says Kamara. Uh, Robert Robertson says Kamara as well. Um, and Ofra Hill also says Kamara. So, yeah, I think I think the sponsors actually gave the, the Man of the Match to, to Kamara as well. So, yeah, for for me, it's a it's a home a home run in in terms of Glenn Kamara being man of the match. Um, right, I think that just about does it for tonight. In terms of that, it was really really good to see a a fitter, a hungrier, a, a team that was just more intense and 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 really looked like they wanted to to bring it to to Hearts tonight. So um, before I go, just a wee couple of things just to tell you about uh, the next podcast uh, that will be on. We'll be back Saturday. Uh, I believe it's Craig. I can't quite remember off the top of my head who's on with him. But he'll be doing an immediate post-match reaction um, when he gets home from the game versus Ross County. Um, just remember uh, to give us a wee like and subscribe because uh, I appreciate everything you do. This show's all for you guys that are watching, listening. We absolutely love interacting with you all and, and, and seeing the comments as we're all going along. Um, and something that I said I've just been not long given the green light um, was we have got a, a new This Is iBrooks app coming. Uh, should be available in the next sort of two, three weeks, uh, completely free. A couple of wee things to tell you on about there. All the pods, you'll be able to catch all the pods that we do on there uh, and all the articles coming soon as well. Um, but just want to say thanks to UGB, the World Ranger. Good to have you on and, and, and letting us know what you really thought about Robert Snodgrass tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's done him. Yeah, no, it was um, great to be on. And um, just a wee call out as well if anyone's floating around the Wirral or the Merseyside area on Friday night, I've actually got uh, Marvin Andrews in to do a QA. Uh, so if anybody is floating about looking for something to do, um, then more than welcome to join us for that. But uh, yeah, no, really pleased and yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, you know what, Max, I'm probably going to watch the game back again tomorrow. That's how much I enjoyed it. So yeah, oh, yeah. definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely get yourself down there. If you, it'll bound to be be a good night, and I wonder if uh, Marvel will be up giving a wee couple of karaoke songs as well. Um, and Kieran, thanks so much for joining us tonight. Always a pleasure, and even more of a pleasure coming on after a performance for that. So I was worried there when you said you don't know who's on with Craig. I really hope it's not Ross because we're not a draw. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to speak to the management and get Ross fired from, from doing post-match reactions from now on. But uh, thanks as always to everybody for joining and we will see you all on Saturday. Oh,